It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Is Gallinari on his way out of town? And is he part of trade talks with the Miami Heat? And we're going to do a reaction to the press conferences for Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. A lot of good stuff next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Again, it's your boy, Brandon Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today, we got an action-packed episode today. We're going to talk about Gallinari. Is he part of the future here in D.C., or is he on his way out with a three-team deal for Dame Lillard? We're going to react to the press conferences for Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, and we're going to look at Kyle Kuzma's contract and how team friendly it really is so let's dive right into it uh as you guys know uh, danilo gallinari excuse me um his name has been mentioned in potential trade talks with uh with a three-team deal for dame lillard um landry shamez another name but we've already talked about him so um do you think there's a place for him in dc ed and if so what can it be or do you see him being moved as in a potential three-team deal for dame lillard um, I could see him being potentially moved. We do have a lot of guys on this roster, and then watching the summer league, it looks like Vucevic is 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 making a, a case to be on a roster this year. So he could definitely take somebody's spot. Pat Baldwin looks like he deserves a spot. Ryan Rollins looks like he deserves a spot. Um, of course, you still got Johnny. I don't know what's going to happen with Xavier Cooks. He's still technically on the roster. Anthony Gill is still technically on the roster. Muscala's on the roster. So there's a lot of guys. When you count it up, you got to break it down to 15. So there's still. Uh, it, it, looking at the numbers, I, I want to say they're still at like 16, 17 guys right now. So you got to make some roster cuts for sure. Um, and, and I feel like it would just be best to let other guys, you know, get more playing time. Gallo would be at the four. 
Um, I was, you know, earlier after we made the trades, trading Brad, Porzingis, and then, you know, we didn't know if we were going to bring back Kuz. I was kind of like, okay, maybe we could keep Gallo just so he can show some guys ropes so we could have veteran leadership. But at this point, I think they just need to let the young guys get as many opportunities as they can get. Same thing with Landry Shamet. I think they should definitely look for trade options for him. Uh, same thing with Gallo. Both good players, but I do think they can contribute off the bench for playoff teams such as the Miami Heat or other potential uh, perennial playoff teams. I think they could definitely help those teams out. And Gallo's a good player. He's coming off a torn ACL. Um, he is in his 30s now. Uh, he's a legitimate scorer, good mid-range scorer, uh, can score with his back to the basket. Gallo has definitely cooked the Wizards for many years uh, in his career for sure. But I, I do think it would be best for them to to potentially part ways and just open up doors for for young guys. Even Koulibaly, let him get minutes at the three or the four or at the two. Um, there's just a lot of guys, you know, that could get minutes and Denny as well. He could play at the four to three. He wouldn't have to worry about, you know, splitting minutes with Gallo as well. So just let the young guys get as many minutes as they can get. I don't see us getting much value back for Gallinari at all. Um, you look at what we, what we got for Monte Morris, you got a second round pick for him. And I think it would be similar for Gallo. You probably get another second round pick, which at this point, I just wouldn't mind. It would be a consolidation trade because we do have a log jam at the four at the three. Once again, like I said, with Vucevic looking like he can play at the four or the five, Pat Baldwin at the four or the three. So let, let the young guys play. Let these guys play. And, uh, you know, Gallo, Jake Fisher brought up earlier a potential buyout with Gallo. But if they can get a second-round pick, I know we have 60 second-round picks or a million second-round picks. But once again, we look at the trades that happened. Obi Topping got traded for two second-round picks. K.J. Martin traded for second-round picks. So second-round picks can be valuable. Once again, we traded up for Blau. We used two second-round picks to move up one spot. So you just never know what can happen with second-round picks. Uh, and if you actually scout right and draft right, you can get a good player. You can get a good player to second. You know, um, not going to compare anybody to Nikola Jokic, but of course he was a second round pick. Draymond Green's second round pick. There's some really, really good second round picks out there. Uh, Gigi Jackson's been playing really well in the second round. And our, our own guys have been playing really well in the second round as well. So you, you just never know. If you use your second round pick correctly, you can find talent in the second round. So if they can move Gallo for one of those guys, uh, Miami Heat, they, they do have Nikola Jokic. I highly doubt they trade him here. Um, Orlando Robinson, he's been playing really well in the summer league. I highly doubt they trade him here, but hey, with Highsmith, maybe he might be a young guy you take a swing on. But uh, other than that, it would just be a consolidation trade for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that a consolidation trade is is in the best interest of both parties. Um, Gallo, you know, to a certain degree, I kind of want to see him in the Wizards jersey, but Patrick Baldwin, man, what, I, what I've seen the first two games from him, he definitely needs minutes at the four, maybe intermingling a little bit at the three of the second unit. Um, I think between Muscala, Shamet, uh, and Gallo, man, I think there definitely needs to be consolidation trade because if you look at his young roster, you know, I don't see where any of them really fit. You know, if you look at Muscala, you know, Vukovic, uh, man, he needs some minutes behind Gaff, man. He needs some minutes. Um, if you look at Gallo at the four, Patrick Baldwin needs minutes. If you look at Shamet, you know, Johnny Davis needs minutes. Yeah, I don't see where any of them can be on his roster and not conflict with a lot of these young guys' minutes. Because yeah, obviously, look, it's year one of the rebuild. These young guys need minutes, especially Johnny Davis, man. It's year two. You know, confidence is always the name of the game for him. So he definitely needs playing time. So, yeah, I don't see any scenario where any of those three stay. Uh, I think they could be salary fillers for a three-team trade because I still think that Dame Lillard is on his way out of Portland, man. So I definitely think that if you could offload these guys in a consolidation trade and trying to fit them as uh, salary fillers in a three-team trade, I'm all for it. Because I think that you definitely – want to see what his young guys can do because look patrick baldwin man give this brother some minutes i'm trying mm -hmm. to tell you i mean the <laughs> shooting stroke the athleticism nah he needs to play 
Same mm-hmm. thing with Vucevic, man, which is it kind of doesn't roll off the tongue. I want to say Vucevic so bad, but you got to throw that right. book in there. But um, he, he he's a he's a baller too, man. You know, you, you give him some minutes. So yeah, I think you definitely got to consolidate these guys, man. I'm not looking really too much um players, you know, players coming back. Second round picks, I'm cool with it. You know, I just I think that mm-hmm. what you see with this roster is what I want going forward because I, I like what I see from the young guys as far as the second unit. So yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I don't see where any of these guys fit in in the future, especially Shamet. Now I know we're talking about um, Gallo, man, but even then, like I said, Patrick Baldwin needs those minutes. So I'm with you. I don't see where any of them fit, and I definitely think that they could be part of a three team trade because Dame's out in Portland, man. <laughs> I don't yeah, see where yeah. he fits in Portland. You know, I know this is Wizard Channel, but you know, but <laughs> but look, moves like that are dominoes that fall and it can affect the Wizards. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think that. If there's, you know, with a trade sitting Dame, you know, whether it's Miami, I know Miami is the big destination that he wants, but, you know, I know their, their management is being very, very selective with what kind of package you're getting back. So, yeah, we definitely got to consolidate. So I'm with you on that one, man. Right. Yeah. And um, their manager said that they, they will wait, you know, however long it takes to, to get a deal done. It's not going to be like the Wizards because he doesn't have no trade calls. So they actually get to control some of it on what they get back. And the reports from Greg Silvander with Five Reason Sports, you know, he said that the past week that Gallo's name has has come up. So it looks like there's a little smoke and fire there. So so we'll see. And I'm looking at the depth chart right now, too. Um, Quentin Jackson on the depth chart. Anthony Gill's on the depth chart. Uh, Pat Baldwin, Gallo, Corey, Corey Kisper. We didn't even bring up his name. He's got to get playing time as, as well. Um, Johnny Davis, and uh, they, yeah, I'm looking at the ESPN depth chart. They didn't put Xavier Cooks on the depth chart, but he is a guy that could potentially make the roster too. So they, they definitely need to consolidate. That's about 16, 17 guys. <laughs> I think they might need a couple consolidation trades. I mean, like you said, <laughs> I mean, where do you fit Corey Kispert? You right. know, because, you know, I mean, looking at it, Koulibaly is going to play the three on the second team. You know, you got Johnny Davis, you got Kispert in these minutes. So it's going to be interesting to see what the final roster looks like, the final depth chart going into the regular season is going to be but you know we definitely need to move some of these expiring deals so um before we move on to the press conferences and our reactions to it you got anything else you want to cover real quick on gallo e no that's it gotcha 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 yes sir so we're gonna go ahead and move on we're gonna react to the press conferences for kyle kuzma and jordan Poole. but before we do tonight's episode is brought to you by ebada picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue you know you're already doing it so why not get cash back for it what he bought it. It's officially summer, and a new season means new clothes. But your closet shouldn't be the only one, only thing growing when you make those purchases. Now you can also watch your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta. Finally, taking that summer vacation you've been planning, but dreading buying all the necessities before you take off. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get cash back. It's that easy. The average eBody user earns $120 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, I'm trying to tell you. Or you use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing. Go to Summer League next year. That game you're dying, you're dying to go to or that fancy dinner you've been craving to go to. Other apps gives you points, but they don't amount to much. With eBody, you get real cash. That's cash in your account. PayPal or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and many more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED. 
when you register. Just go to the App Store or Play or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCK. That's I B O T T A at the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCK. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ibotta. And thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We are going to talk about Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma and what kind of impact can they have in the 202? And is this really a rebuilding roster or, man, are we a little better than we thought we are going to be? So we're going to definitely chop it up tomorrow about that. So we're going to dive right into it, E. Um, we're going to react to Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole's press conference. So um, what did you get out of um, – I guess we'll start with Kyle Kuzma. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at Kyle Kuzma and a lot of comments he made, what were the biggest things that you got out of his press conference? Um, he said that we're, we're he was brutally honest, and I know this is something that we kind of got on Tommy Shepard about about not saying that the goal is a championship and the goal is a plan. Now Kuzma said that the goal we're we're not a championship team, but we're just looking to build and build a culture. And we've heard the same thing from Will Dawkins, Michael Winger, and that's and he's just being brutally honest. He's being brutally honest. Right now we're trying to find a culture and identity. We just haven't had that the past couple seasons. So if he can come in and do something like that. Um, that would be a good start. Um, he also said good things about Jordan Poole. He said he's a super exciting player. Um, he talked about being a leader as well, and that's what we're looking for. That's real from Kyle Kuzma. Um, he talked about, you know, it being a, a business. He said, quote, this is a business. People come and go, job slipper, whatever. But he said, I love what Ted did from the standpoint of his hires. He did a phenomenal job of just dissecting what he wanted monumental sports to be. He got guys who know what they're doing. That's obviously appealing to me. I'm a professional person, and they're very professional people. Talking about the big three: Will Dawkins, Travis Schlank, and also Michael Winger. Um, so nothing but positive things. Uh, said good things about Jordan Poole. Um, he also said uh, some good things about Denny Avdia. We'll talk about that too because I know a lot of Denny Avdia um, uh, supporters will be excited about that. Um, he also said being in DC for the last two years, I really fell in love with the city. Um, he said, now that my contract is all signed, sealed, and delivered, it feels amazing. Everyone knows I'm a very ambitious person, so having this opportunity to lead the organization and lead a bunch of young guys is something I can do at a high level. I'm just very excited to build. And um, he's shown – we brought up many times last year that he was a vocal leader for this team. He really was. He's said positive things about Denny. He's worked out with guys after practice like Isaiah Todd and George Goodwin. Um, he learned watching film with Ray John Rondo, so he sat down with some of the young guys and did that. A lot of complaint. A lot of people complain about him, you know, his shot selection and whatnot. But I did. I do think you watch him on the bench and how excited he gets. Um, I do think he is a good vocal leader for the guys, and he has played well with Denny out there. Uh, when Rui was here, he played well with Denny and Rui. He's he's hyped up guys, and he's been honest in the press conference. He's even called out. Didn't really call out West, but he did say that you know players don't know their personnel and their assignments and stuff like that. That kind of is on the coach. Um, and he talked about players complaining to the refs too much. Um, and we've seen guys do that time and time again. So, he, and then he talked about blowing the 15 plus point leads. He was brutally honest about that. Um, so he says all the right things in the press conferences. We w- definitely want to see him go out there and do it as a leader on the court. Um, sometimes he may showboat a little bit, a little bit, you know, when, when he beat the Pistons, he was, you know, celebrating and whatnot off the game winner, but I don't, I don't blame him for getting hyped about that. And then the you know, social media going back with Spencer Dinwiddie, 
I don't blame him for that either. Um, but yeah, as, as he is going to be the vocal leader and probably one of the lead, definitely one of the leading scorers on this team. I, I like what I heard um, from the presser and he hyped up his teammates, said the good things about Jordan Poole, Denny as well. And, um, you know, he's happy to be here in D.C., said good things about the new leadership and the new front office. Look, that is the very definition of leadership. Being honest, not lying, you know, knowing the situation for what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, Tommy Shepard is so famous for, you know, your house is burning and he's telling you, no, it's going to be all right, man. It's just, <laughs> it's all good. No, it's not. You know, he, him being brutally honest, that's leadership, man. You know, he was a very local leader, um, a great leader for this team last year. You know, he is exactly what this young squad needs is a veteran voice with playoff experience with championship pedigree mm-hmm. who could come in and be that voice, man. Because uh, that's one thing I got out of the press conference. You know, you talked about the fact that him and Jordan Poole are kind of similar situations. They both come from championship teams where they playing on underneath guys who had a long standing chemistry together. And so they had both had that championship pedigree. Um, so I love it. You know, we definitely need him as that leader because he was look. You know, here, here's a sad fact, man. You know, Bradley Bill was not our leader last year. It was Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Kuzma, and to a certain degree, a little lesser degree KP, but Kyle Kuzma was that guy who led from the front. You know, I get it. You know, between him and Poole, they're going to shoot the ball a lot. <laughs> Just prepare yourself. They're going right. to shoot the ball a lot. But you can't but help the love, the dog in him, man. You know, hitting that clutch shot in Detroit and telling people goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that. I love that. Talk stuff, man. That that's basketball, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. You know, it we is. both play, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's basketball, man. Talking stuff, you know, I love it. So um a few things I like, you know, obviously looking at he called Jordan Poole one of the brightest stars in the NBA. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, for a, a young guy who hasn't even hit his prime yet, the sky's the limit for Jordan Poole, man. I love what I see from him. Um, a chance to lead a young core. That's what really resonated with me, man, because he understands the situation he's in. You know, he knows that this is a rebuilding team. Now, I, I personally think that the rebuild is not going to be a long rebuild. You know, just the, looking at, you know, a lot of these moves and, look, you know, a little bit of the vision of this new front, um, this new big three in the front office, man, is that they're making moves. They want this team to be competitive, and they're going to build on top of that. So, you know, it's not going to be a rebuild where we're going to be complete trash. We're going to be very entertaining <laughs> to watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing, um, he wanted, he want, he feels wanted, and he wanted to be in D.C. Mm. E. Outside of Brad and John Wall, when's the last time you really saw a guy say, I want to be here in D.C.? You know, we've always been a spot where it's been hard to get guys to come here in free agency. For a guy that says, I want to be here, I love this town, I love what's going on in the front office, you know, you could see that change. Because, look, Kuz, man, you know, he's – look, he's got connections to the guys out in L.A. You know, got, you know a lot of free agents going to look at that and say – Okay, you know what? Do you, what is it that you like about DC? You know they're, they're going to inquire about that. That's how you start to get guys in DC. Is that you have a guy like Hawkins and say, "Look, we got a good front office. We got a good thing going on here. You know, DC as a city is is a nice place to raise a family. You know, you're hearing all the right things from what Kyle Kuzma has to say, man. So that's leadership, and it's about daggone time because it's much needed here in DC, man. So um, we're going to roll into Jordan Poole real quick. Now he had a lot to say, man. Obviously, the media was trying to. <laughs> Prod him with Draymond mm. Green and all that mess, man. But outside of Draymond Green, and, and um, what is the biggest core things you got out of his press conference? Um, that he has a new opportunity, and that he's he's trying to become a leader himself too. You know, this is a quote that says to me. He said, "I got a ring, and I was able to do some life changing stuff. I was able to learn a lot in my first four years in the league at a very high level, and I'm appreciative and thankful that of that. You apply that to your new situation and new team." 
being a leader comes with challenges. So uh, he's ready to step up and become a leader. And, you know, the fact that he called Bilal or contacted him was huge to me. That was that was and I always talk about communication. Like, you know, I bring up the example, example every time, you know, Michael Winger and, and Brad, they didn't talk that first week. It, it could have been not a big deal at all. But that kind of just told me that, hey, I feel like Michael Winger definitely wanted to move in a different direction. Now, Jordan Poole contacted Bilal. Ready to get in the gym with him. He's ready to work with him. Ready to be a good teammate to a young guy, a rookie who's only what 18 years old, um, and he's already reaching out in contact. He didn't have to do that, you know. He didn't have to do that. He could have waited until he saw him at a summer league, but he went out of his way to call him and contact him. And that's the thing about the smiling thing and all that that people get worked up over. If he wasn't happy to be here, he wouldn't have called an 18 year old rookie because he once again he, he didn't have to do that. So he, he's learning how to become a leader, and he learned under staff. He learned that under Clay. He learned of, under um winning a championship with with the Warriors guys who are going to be future Hall of Famers and playing staff he learned under those guys what leadership looks like so he can bring that championship pedigree to DC he's going to be one of the veterans one of the oldest guys on the team even though he still is very young and uh he, he certainly is going to be the, I, I feel like he's gonna be the leading scorer or it's really between him and Kuz and he's going to get a lot of shots up this year but he has to understand that of course you know guys are going to be following his lead out there on and off the court as well so I think he's starting to to learn that as well. And um, once again, he said nothing but good things about um, his teammates and, um, and how to build a culture as well, leading by example. Um, I will throw in a quote that he did say about um, about Denny here real quick. He said, uh, Denny is extremely gifted and talented, a good slasher, great size athletic, can get to the rim, being able to play alongside him on the wing, unlock him, allow him to continue to grow his game, find ways to build a good chemistry, We'll be excited. So he's looking already to build chemistry with Bilal and Denny and a lot of a lot of the young guys that are coming up in the league on the team. I, I agree, man. You know, when it, when I found out that he called Bilal when he got drafted, that's leadership. You know, for a young guy to you know come into a situation with a new city, a new organization, and automatically try to find his niche as a leader says a lot about Jordan Poole, man. You know, I, you know, obviously I don't watch a lot of Warriors basketball. <laughs> you know, you know, I've watched highlights of Jordan Poole, but I've never really watched him speak. I'll say this, man. You know, he's a humble young cat, man. You know, he's, you know, he really has a good head on the shoulder from what I see from um, press conference, man. You know, he comes in this situation and, you know, he really wants to be a leader. And that's why it's much needed. You know, I, I love the acquisition of him and bringing Kyle Kuzma back because you got two guys who are young, they're hungry, and they want to lead, man. That's the thing about leadership. You know, real leaders, you don't have to force them to be leaders. And that's the thing. You shouldn't have to force somebody to be a leader. You know, a leader is somebody who comes in here and wants to lead from, for you know, from example, man, and from the front. So, you know, everything I've heard, I've heard from Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole from the press conferences as far as leadership, I love it because that's exactly, exactly what you want to see and hear from these two gentlemen. Uh, a couple of, uh, there's a couple of things I like he said. Uh, he said that it was cool to see Kyle Kuzma flourish in D.C., so mm -hmm. what's what, you know what's that telling me? He's saying that you know Kyle Kuzma, he said it. You know the Wizards gave him an opportunity to kind of showcase what he can do, and he you know he flourished. He became that guy with you know who really became a, a real good scorer in his league. So I think Jordan Poole he kind of sees the same thing. You know the Wizards are going to give him an opportunity to come in, be that guy, you know, be that score, be that leader, man. So um, he loves the fan base. <laughs> I mm. mean, they, you know, I love that. He said you know he loves the pulse of the fan base, you know, says how the fan base has been very welcoming, um, come in, you know, really accepted him with open arms. And it shows that, you know, this, this fan base, man, they're ready. They were ready for that change. You know, they're ready for this new era. You know, this team's not trash. You know, obviously we're not winning the championship anytime soon, mm -hmm. but 
this team is going to be competitive. They're going to be fun to watch. Um, another thing, um, saying that him and Kuz are a great combo. I, I agree. You know, these two guys leading, I think, are is going to be a really, really good thing for this young core for these next three to four years, man, because obviously both of these guys are legitimate starters in this league. But I'm trying to tell you, man, um, looking at Denny, I'm going to say this. <laughs> um, it, it's very. I'm not surprised that he said it about Denny because can you imagine this? Look, and we're, we're both, you know, I'm not going to say we're hard. We're, we're realistic with Denny. You know, I think we're, neither one of us have really been negative about Denny. He's just pointing out deficiencies in this game. And I think that we both can agree that he's got a lot of potential. But if he hits, if he breaks out, I'm trying to tell you, this team is not going to be a bad team. You know, if Denny finally finds that shot and finally, you know, works on his left hand, the sky's the limit for this franchise, man. You know, between Denny, you know, Kisper, does he take steps forward? You know, Koulibaly, you know, with, you know, what steps does he take in his, in his development? You know, Johnny Davis, does he settle and become more efficient? You know, if, if all these guys hit, man, you're looking at a team that, you know, we they're going to shorten this rebuild because there's a lot of potential on this roster, man. You know, I still believe in Koulibaly in that pick. You know, you, you know, obviously his first game was kind of underwhelming, but you see the potential with him. There's a lot of potential in the squad. So, nah, man, I, I think people are going to be very surprised with the team. I think they're not, they're not going to be as bad. I think – um. Locked on Grizzlies, man. He he actually said that he thinks that the Washington Wizards can be a plan. And I, I don't know about you, E, man. Every time I hear playing, it just makes my stomach hurt, man. I, I, I don't want to talk about playing. But but with this squad, I can – you know, look, if this squad makes a plan, that is a good step. And that tells you that this this rebuild is not going to be as long as we thought it was going to be because, again, this – you know, the covers aren't bare. There's a lot of talent here. So I'm very interested to see Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma going forward this year, man, because I think they're going to be something to watch. So um, before we talk about our main man, Kyle Kuzma, and his contract, uh, you got anything else you want to cover when uh, the pool party? Um, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll see about the plan. We'll definitely talk about that later this week, too, because uh, I know there's an article that talked about that, the direction of the team. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the way he handled the Draymond Green questions. Of course, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of the reporters that asked him about Draymond Green um, or they 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 asked you know how he felt about how it ended with the Warriors and he just said hey I'm here now in D.C. Me and Kuz are going to be a good duo so he did his best to avoid those questions you know and, and it's like I get it's the reporter's job to ask that but man just it, it's time to move on you know he doesn't want to talk about an incident where he got punched on camera on TMZ where it went viral went all over the place um, imagine if you got punched in the workplace and it went viral and it went all over the place and went viral all over social media. Would you want to keep answering questions about that same incident? You know, so he's trying to move on, man. It's a new chapter in DC and this is a great opportunity for him. And, and, and I like what you said about how he talked about Kuzma. Yeah. He said Kuzma came over here and was able to re, you know, revitalize his career and make it into a good contract where he's getting paid a hundred million dollars per year. Poole already has a good contract, but you know, he can even involve his game even more where, Hey, I mean, if he goes out there and puts up 25, 26 points a game and it's an efficient, uh, 26 points a game and get his teammates involved and hey maybe he can get a, a couple all-star votes out there or get a, a second team or a, a bench uh, all-star nod you know we'll see I think this I think he still has a lot of potential because he's still very young but he handled he handled all the Draymond questions with a lot of professionalism and I, I wouldn't have answered them either no man because here's the thing he answered them last year we go the whole season and all season. All of a sudden, you want to bring it back up? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Stop it. I mean, he was very professional about his response, man. I mean, look, you get tagged up on camera, man. You're going you gonna to feel a certain way. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. 
I mean, my wife slapped me at the daggone gas pump one time. I ain't talked to her for two weeks, man. Like, <laughs> come on. I mean, brother man got punched on camera, man. And he's going to feel a certain way. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if you see the, his interactions with Steph, he said, look, me and Steph talk all the time, man. You know, him and Clay. Look, it's basketball. It's, anybody who's played football, basketball, any kind of competitive team sport, passions are high, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you ain't smiling the whole time, man. Especially football and basketball. Come on now. I mean, it's been. I mean, come on. How many times out all the, over the years of playing basketball? I bet you it's been a few times, man. You almost got into it with somebody. Oh, I know I have, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's basketball. That's true basketball. So yeah, it's, they're they're reaching, man. Leave him alone. You know, he's saying all the right things. He's in DC now. That was the past. He's looking towards the future. So, you know, I'm gonna leave it there, man. He's seeing all the right things. They're, they're really, really trying to get him to say something controversial. Yeah, and it's it just, was a question where it was like, uh, have you talked to Draymond? And he just turned his head and then he asked the question. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and um, we're going to jump into Kyle Kuzma and his contract. So look at Kyle Kuzma. Um, he got a four-year, and I'm pulling up right now, four-year 90 million guaranteed, but breaking down the contract is 90 million guaranteed, but over the total amount can be 102 million over four years. And real quick, um, it actually is a front loaded contract. Um, it goes down every year, uh, 2023 to 24, he's making 25.6 million, then it drops to 23, then drops to 21, and then finally in the fourth year, it is 19 million. So, um, this is obviously a very team friendly contract. So do you think the motivation for a team-friendly contract was um, it being kind of a movable contract, or do you feel like it was just him showing love to the organization and knowing the situation that you know they're in a rebuild? Um, I think it's a combination of things. I don't know what other teams they were competing with with Kuz, uh, teams that were trying to sign him because you know the, it kind of dried up the competition. Like the Kings signed Harrison Barnes, the Pacers signed Bruce Brown, the Houston Rockets signed Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet. So. I don't know who else was competing. They didn't report too much after those teams, um, but yeah, I think that's 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 a deal that Kyle Kuzma earned, and it's a it's a tradable contract. I mean, it's awesome that they got it to go from twenty five down to twenty three, down to twenty one, down to nineteen. That's a heck of a deal. And guess what? They didn't give him a no trade clause. They didn't give him fifteen percent trade kicker as well. Uh, so I mean, there's no team options. There's no player options. So he doesn't control the end of the deal, kind of like how Chris Apps kind of controlled the end of the deal before we sent him out but he did us a he did us a he did us a solid by opting in with his player option but at the same time he cashed out too because he wasn't going to get 36 million dollars from anywhere else um but yeah this, this is a darn good deal it really is a tradable con- contract and i think this kind of quiet quiets down all the people who were negative about the signing seeing the money um that was involved in the deal look at dylan brooks man he got a big deal his deal with incentives goes up to like 96 million dollars something like that i was reading that so, I mean, for this, for them to get this kind of deal for a player who is uh, a darn good player who improved, who can shoot, pass, get to the basket, get downhill, can be a point forward out there. I think they got a good deal. And, and a lot of playoff teams are going to be looking for his services, possibly at the trade deadline. And I think you can get a first round pick for Kyle Kuzma. If he, if he plays the, the way that he's been playing when he gets hot, I think you, we're finally, we finally will get 
not just a 2030 first round pick. I think we'll finally get more of a a, 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 a first round pick that is less than seven years from now and has less protections on it. I think that's the goal with Kyle Kuzma is to get value from him. Or value yeah, because that. Oh, absolutely, because that one first round pick, 2030, man, we got scouts over in the middle schools, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, looking at Kyle Kuzma, man, it's definitely a team friendly deal. But I mean, if you look at how it breaks down, how it's front loaded, it fits the timeline because you're looking at year three and year four, you're looking to add some salary. So I think he's, you know, you very well could see him, you know, three, maybe four years out of the deal because he, he was already our leader. So, you know, to me, it was a win-win to bring him back. You know, you're bringing him back a vocal leader and then he's not a scrub. He definitely going to score some points, man. I mean, the way he uses his size, I mean, he's, he's going to make, he's definitely going to, I'm telling you, he's going to have a good year. So yeah, it's definitely a team friendly contract that is definitely tradable. But if you decide to retain him for the long run, I think looking at the breakdown of the contract, it fits the timeline. Because like I said, once you hit year three and year four, his salary is going down. And, and you, 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 you want to add talent by year three and year four. And, they, and that contract enables them to do that. So, you know, looking at you know, uh, the depth chart, looking at, you know, us getting Jordan Poole, retaining Kyle Kuzma, this is not a rebuild that's going to take a while. You know, you have a lot of talent here, man. And if you add the fact that you have a very competent front office, they're going to make this a competitive team quicker than you think. You know, year three, you could see us maybe going for a playoff spot. And I'm very, I'm very, very confident in that because this front office has made all the right decisions. You know, you brought in Jordan Poole that, look, brother man's going to have, he's going to ball out in D.C. I'm saying right now, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, they're going to ball the heck out, man. And these young guys, man, you know, don't be surprised you see two, maybe three of these young guys break out, man. Because I think Gispert, we already know what he can do. You know, he's a shooter, he's a slasher. But Denny and Johnny Davis are two guys I'm going to look at. I think that if Johnny Davis and Denny Avia can take that step, this team, Gary, well, could go for a playing spot because there's a lot of talent here man i mean you can't help to look at this depth chart and say look this is not a trash team you got guys who play some basketball you got leadership you got a good front office you have all these components that we didn't have last year we had a trash front office you know we had only one leader and we were always looking to bradley bill to be that leader and he wasn't you know and it was kyle kuzma the whole time you know we have components that we didn't have last season you know we have a very very competent front office where you have not one not two but three guys who could be general managers of their own team i mean you just i mean just I can't say enough about this front office. So, yeah, looking at this contract, man, this was a big win for, for this organization. And you brought back a guy who made this team better. We, we're not worse than the Kuzma. You know, so, you know, I get it. A lot of people are kind of leery about the direction saying, you know, we just got out of middle building. But I think there's a difference, man, because you see new clarity as far as a direction, whereas under Tommy Shepard, you didn't know where we were going. You know, <laughs> he told you whatever he wanted to tell you, and then you just had to roll with it, man. You know, you have a front office that knows what they're doing, and you have leadership here, man young leadership that hasn't even hit the prime yet i'm just trying to tell you jordan Poole has not even hit his prime yet think about that so you know this is a good contract man right uh 110 so and then you compare this to the jeremy grant contract so dylan brooks got a four-year uh 86 million dollar contract 20 21 million dollars per year jeremy grant got a five-year 160 million dollar contract 32 million dollars per year you i mean I, I really don't see that much difference between kyle kuzma and jeremy grant you could really argue that Kyle Kuz is better than Jeremy Grant. And I, I love Jeremy Grant's game. So I think they're pretty neck and neck. They're pretty similar. Like you look at Jeremy Grant's contract, he's getting $27 million the first year. The second year goes up to 29 and then it goes up to 32. Then it goes up to 34 million. Then it goes up to $36 million. And 
the last year of his contract in 2028, it has a player option. So the big three in the front office, they were smart by this deal. They definitely could have thrown him a bag like that. Um, and Jeremy Grant's agent, shout out to his agent for sure. So, I mean, I'm just thankful the Wizards didn't do a deal like that because if they if they did a deal like that, then, yes, I definitely would have been questioning um, them giving Kyle Kuzma $32 million a year. But shout out, I'm happy for Jeremy, but that's just a deal you can definitely compare it to. The Wizards made a good deal for a good player in their similar kind of kind of talent level there. Um, and then Dylan Brooks got about four for 86. So, um, but yeah, we're definitely gonna talk about the direction of the team. I'm, I'm excited to talk about that for sure. Cause uh, there was an article from an athletic that talked about that. So I'm intrigued by that for sure. Oh, uh, we definitely gonna talk about the direction of the team, homie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they play the Spurs tomorrow night. I'm excited for that. Wimbayama is not playing because he's scared nope. to play against Blau. Oh, he's terrified. Terrified. <laughs> 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 but I mean, that's questionable, man. I mean, I don't think that's a sample size. Two games, and you ready to? I think he needs enough. He needs to play, man. He needs some playing time. I mean, mm. I, I agree with everybody. I think that Wimbayama, he's definitely that talent. Now, is he generational? I don't know yet. Um, but I think that it, when he pieces together, when he finally figures it out, man, he's going to be a force. But yeah, he needs to play. You know, he's definitely scared of BC. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before we roll, um, you got anything uh, left you want to talk about? You? No, I'm good. So I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow, 10 30. PM, we'll probably go live after like 1 a.m. So I'm gonna try to take a nap before the game. Same here, man. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so definitely appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for making Locked Up Wizards your first listen every day. Every there's again tomorrow. We are going to recap the third summer league game. So definitely tune in because it's gonna be a good one, man. It's gonna be a good one. So uh definitely appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe, comment below, let them know how we're doing. Anywhere you get your podcast, five-star review. If we aren't, it's much appreciated. So hail to the wizards and Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.